Who cares what Coley thinks? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> so it's all about Me, you. Yeah. The, the most important person in this this match. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is that is Coley's best innings that, that I've seen. Welcome to this special episode. We're here for uh, season two, episode three of In the Salmon Cricket Podcast. My name is Nuan, and I'm joined alongside uh, with me, Hasid. Hasid, how are you going today? Fantastic, Nuan. How are you? I'm I'm very very well. Uh, look, we have a really really uh, special game to talk about, an iconic game, a game for the ages. It doesn't need any special introduction. And uh, on the show today, I've got a special guest who I believe, who has kindly actually uh, offered, uh, you know, accepted my invitation to come along and chat to us about this iconic game. He's a very dear friend of mine, a bloke that I've known for well over a decade, absolute guru of, uh, you know, when it comes to Indian cricket, Australian cricket, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of an encyclopedia, and he was lucky enough to be at the game when India absolutely uh, got one past uh, Pakistan. My dear friend Sanjit Ajgyanka, welcome on board, welcome to In The Salmon, how are you going? Thank you. Good, good. I'm I'm going really well. I'm still still enjoying myself. Still having a good time. I wore this, <laughs> wore this in my Zoom meetings at work today. I wore it to the gym today. I'm I'm still I'm still hasn't sunk in. Oh look, what a game. look as you rightly should be. Look, I want to I want to start the episode. You know, you were there at the ground. You were with the ninety thousand people at the MCG. A lot of noise. A lot of atmosphere. India Pakistan. No matter where you are, it's always a huge contest. I, I guess, you know, give us your experience. What was it like? You know, I mean, for, for Hasith and I, just being neutrals, um, watching at home, it was still a great entertainment. But uh, obviously for an India fan like yourself, it would have been quite special. Yeah, it was um, it, it was it was mayhem. I, I've i been to a few AFL games with sort of 85, 90,000, but it still honestly doesn't, it pales in comparison to the atmosphere that was there. Um, when the when the, when the the anthem started, you know, my I, I went with my parents and, you know, it, it was bordering on like emotional, you know, it, it was, there was just something special in the air. There was so much anticipation and honestly got goosebumps and, you know, it felt as patriotic as I ever felt about being, be, being Indian. And it was uh, unparalleled, probably the best atmosphere I've ever had at a cricket game. Yeah, no, totally. I guess, you know, I want to ask you as well, like, you know, were we, were you, were you on team India or team Pakistan that day? <laughs> Yeah, look, I think uh, we did we did the tipping last uh, last episode, and I uh, I tipped India, so you know, full full points to me. Oh, well, <laughs> no one on the other hand, I don't, I don't know. know look, I don't know if Sanjeev knows. Look, I'm gonna, yeah, look, I've got to confess to you, Sanjeev. I I did make the cardinal sin of uh, supporting Pakistan that day. Oh well, I mean, I, really... I knew you did because you, you called India an associate nation in the seventh yeah. over of the chase yeah. in a group oh, chat, there we go. and and you, you rightfully copped. You rightfully copped some abuse back from me and someone else. <laughs> yeah. So I knew which side you're on. <laughs> yeah. Look, I just wanted to look. Look, poor old Pakistan, right? Like, it's 6-1 against them. And, you know, I, I felt like, you know what? I think Pakistan deserved a bit of love that day. Unfortunately, yeah. not. Doing a bit of charity work then, no one. Is that what it was? You uh, didn't actually think they were going to win. You just a bit of charity? No. No, look, Hasid, I told you, Hasid, I told you that if India, if India bats second, they are going to end up winning. Pakistan, if Pakistan's going to bat first... No matter what they score, India's going to hunt that down. Like, not even 200s uh, enough against this India team. I mean, what, what would you say, Sanji? Like, that's just, a, that's just my thoughts on, on India's batting lineup. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? And that seems to be something that's going on throughout the whole tournament, right? You win the toss and 
regardless of what, unless the conditions are outrageously batting heavy, you, most captains are winning the toss and, and bowling because um, you want to you want to mm. chase. And I think it's a lot of teams' strategies are set on working towards a total and and yeah. getting that. And I think Coley and and Pandya basically showed that yesterday night. Right? Doesn't matter how yeah. high the run rate's getting, you know, it's it's doable. Yeah. I mean, I just want to ask you, like, you know, <laughs> Pakistan fans are like, India didn't win the game, Pakistan just let it go. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, you know? I had, you know, some people are like, the game was in Pakistan's pocket, and yet there was a hole in the pocket, and India escaped, <laughs> and they and they got out of jail. I mean, is that how you sort of look at it, or do you feel like India were always just, you know, steadily progressing towards that, 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 that target? No, I think, I think, that's, I think that's, that's right, like... That's not to take anything away from, if you go back to the start, Arshdeep's bowling, Bhuvneshwar's bowling, and, and things like that. Not, taking nothing away from that. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, Kohli's batting and, and Hardik's support. But uh, that that last over was just, <laughs> I think I said to you, was one of the, the great botch jobs I've, I've ever seen in, in yeah. world cricket. And it's not to say I could have done a better job, but I just think tactically a few things went wrong and Nawaz just kind of wilted under pressure yeah i mean i, I mean what are your thoughts Hasid? feel free to ask questions as well Hasid. by the way it's um, <laughs> yeah no no I'm, I'm enjoying this yeah um no I, i'm i'm definitely i'm definitely with sanjit there like i don't know it was just um obviously pakistan took a risk in bowling or baba took a risk rather than bowling uh, harris ralph in the 19th as opposed to the 20th i think mm. um I think uh, I think the tactic was fine, you know. Most situations you would back the spinner to just at least get two two Yorkers in there, which the which the batting side wouldn't be able to take uh, for more than two runs, right? But I mean, just the amount. I mean, how many extras did he bowl that over? You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. no ball and two wides, right? Yeah, and it looks like the the cricketing gods weren't weren't really favouring uh, Pakistan at all. I mean, how many times do you see a no ball free hit? Uh, hit the stumps and then run away for three. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> some gypsy. I was, I was, I was telling no one, it was like some gypsy magic was being played there, but um, I definitely think Pakistan dropped the ball. I mean, Nawaz just, um, yeah, he needs to take it on the chin, but he definitely He won't sleep for a week. Up. He shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, like where you know, where does this put India now? Are they the team to beat? I mean, are they are they just invincible? Can they just chase down anything? Or uh, you know, let, let's let, let's put ourselves in Pakistan's shoes for a second. Like you know, like where you know where where do they get the bowling changes wrong? Um, and and is, are there any issues with their bowling now going into the next phase of this World Cup? I mean, I think um, Hasith is right. Like, I think they're just bowling. Um, Nawaz the twentieth was probably it was an aggressive call. Um, yeah, I think Harris should have bowled the last one. It's just mm. one of those things. I think, like, granted, this is one of the the best games I've ever seen and one of the most heart stopping games you'll ever see, right? But I think that like both teams need to put it in perspective, right? You can't go too high or too low. I think Pakistan yeah. were probably in front for a lot of that game and probably didn't deserve to lose. Um, so it's not mm-hmm. as bad as it seems. And then conversely yeah. for India, they kind of need a level out, right? Like last night going as a supporter, that felt like it was the final. Like you, yeah. I came away from that being like, yeah. like, wow, there's still a whole tournament to go. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. India just needs to level it out. Yes, they won that. There was mm-hmm. still stuff that didn't really go right for them and there's still room for improvement. They just kind of need a level out. That one's done. Put it away focus on the next game because there's still mm. you know five games you've got to basically go undefeated or only lose one game to make it through the way it looks no absolutely i think it's still anyone's game i think pakistan will be disappointed but they will obviously realize that it's you know it's not like a, they've suddenly become a mediocre team they just had a shit day um i guess 
And I guess we need to talk about that man, Virat Kohli. You see, Sanj, uh, Hasith and I were actually thinking of doing an episode exclusively on Kohli when he was going through his uh, when he was going through his extended form slump. He's certainly come out mm. of that now. Where do you rank? Where do you rank that Kohli innings uh, of all the Kohli innings? Because Tendulkar was saying this is like his all-time greatest knock. Yeah, but you know, I know you're he, very he, yeah. So go ahead. He uh, thinks it's I, his, no, sorry. He thinks it's his best innings. So Kohli yeah. thinks it's his best innings. Yeah. He but, said. But, um, what about you though? Because you know you're you're me, a very anal- analytical lad. Yeah. Um, Who cares what Kohli thinks? What do you? Yeah. Think? What do you think? <laughs> so it's all about me. You, yeah. The the most important person in this this match. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that is that is Kohli's best innings that that I've seen. You know, like in the in the context of the, like the pressure, right? India Pakistan at the MCG has has I think it's ha- not happened ever, right? Like yeah. it's. 90,000 people, I think you said before, right? It's yeah. probably the largest crowd, if not the largest crowd at a neutral cricket game ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, the pressure going in, Coley himself said he didn't know, you know, there's people saying, should he be in the side? Should he not be in the side? Has he still mm-hmm. got it? Has he not got it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to be there when it's four for 30 and you need 12 and over at, for, for about 11 overs. And, <laughs> yeah. and the most astounding thing out of everything is that there's people chanting his name. There's 90,000 people chanting his name. A game doesn't get bigger. Yeah. And he's able to just put that out of his mind and just focus on the ball, react on the ball, and not get carried away by anything outside around him. And that's probably the most ridiculous thing about this whole innings. Yeah. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the genius yeah, he's, is... He's yeah. actually a genius, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, was, I made mention yesterday that, um, like, just the way that he was just, like, had, like, this, like this sly grin on his face throughout the whole knock. Like, he didn't let the pressure get to him at all. Mm. And, I mean, we talk about how good Hardy Pandya was, but he literally just rotated the strike. He might yeah. have hit a six and a few fours, but if you have a look at his strike rate, really nothing impressive. Obviously, and this is the thing, you know you're a good bat when Hardy Pandya is playing the anchor role. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, you do not see Hardy Pandya play the anchor role. Ridiculous. And the way that they just, like, embraced Coley, everyone mm. after the game, was just such a absolute pleasure to see yeah. even as a Sri Lankan yeah. always love to see Kohli perform because yeah. he's just an absolute spectacle yeah. you know just the way that he plays his shot that, that lofted six off Harris Ralph oh, yeah yeah. I mean, that is probably the one of the greatest shots that I've seen and then yeah. like just to flick it off his pad so like so nonchalantly yeah. with every fielder on the leg side on the boundaries you just be like you know what it's going yeah oh amazing. I think um, yeah and what was telling was like you know Coley was obviously pumping himself as the innings went, and but he didn't sort of lose. He didn't lose it at the end of the game. Like he kind of punched the ground a bit, but it was more like this sense of like relief and like just like mm. kind of bring himself back down. He was like, it, it, I've never, I've, I've not seen him like that post game. You know, usually it's all pump ups and fists and yeah. everything's flying everywhere. This was just like mm. kind of just like looking to the heavens and yeah, it yeah. was different. It was just, it was, it was uh... different. It was a Special. it was a very intrinsic yeah. kind of celebration. I certainly agree. I think Harsha Bogle mentioned this uh, on Twitter. Harsha Bogle said, um, "I have never seen uh, Virat Kohli shed a tear in, mm. in all the years I've seen him play. In that <clears throat> game, he shed a tear. He, he he got a bit emotional, and that's when he knew this was something very special for Kohli. Yeah, you know, like I'll, I'll be honest, Sanji. Like both Hasith and I were kind of thinking that maybe Kohli's time was almost at an end. Not that he was like completely finished, but." You know, he was on it. He was on, okay. Maybe me more than Hasid. Hasid's like full. Maybe baby. just you know maybe, what I'm doing. Okay, 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 okay. Don't misquote me. 
<laughs> I, I don't blame ever, you. It's I can see why. Nah, ever since Afghanistan, he just needs yeah. a sniff. He's one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. Courtesy Afghanistan, I reckon. This is how this is, this is where it all began. That one twenty in the T twenty. But I mean, this, yeah. Yeah, this is a crazy thing, right? We talk about him having a form slump to the point where it's even a conversation whether he's done or not, right? And he still averages fifty plus or close to fifty plus in every format, and he's been yeah. borderline. Like he's probably been droppable for close to two years. Like yeah. if he's not Virat Kohli, if he's anyone else, he's dropped. But he still yeah. averages fifties. That's how good he's been. Yeah. And as you say, right? Afghanistan gave him a sniff, and maybe it's <laughs> the second, maybe this is the second wave of it, right? Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed, man. I think yeah. every cricket fan is saying fingers crossed, not just India. Like, yeah. you know. I think I think you know I do want to ask some questions around India's bowling though. Ashdeep is it Ashdeep Singh, uh, the yeah, young twenty-three-year-old. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't really rate that kid. Um, me and Hasith were I well, me more. Okay, it's always me. Okay, it's always me. It's um, always you. You're the biggest <laughs> hater, man. <laughs> I literally uh, I remember I remember telling you off because I was like, hey, he's too young. <laughs> Stop moving into him. Like, <laughs> I, okay, I saw I saw Ashdeep Singh bowl the first time, and I was like to Hasith. Who is this kid bowling powder puffs? <laughs> he had the most difficult overs to bowl, man. Yeah. He was always given the 20th over yeah. with, with like eight runs to defend in a T20. Yeah. And Mr. Nuan Runner Singer over here just roasting the absolute, roasting to a crisp <laughs> week in, week out. I was like, hey, stop But, but look, little, little Ashdeep Singh, little 23-year-old Ashdeep Singh got three wickets. Um, I'll be honest, Sanjeet. I, I did for really... a golden duck. Yeah. Mm. I, I look, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Sanjeet. I, I didn't really rate India's bowling coming to this World Cup. I didn't. I think they're a decent attack, but not the best attack. Um, with Boomer out of the side, um, you know, big, yeah. big bowler for them, important bowler, and and Jadeja mm-hmm. as well. After this game, how do you how do you rate the Indian bowling attack now? Given that you probably have a much more deeper insight onto you know how they perform. I think you're right. Like it's it's not as strong, definitely not as strong, and you know it's really hard to replace two players like Boomer and Jadeja. I think that yeah. just broadly speaking, 2020 is a slightly different game in Australia. I, I don't think it's the same as it is in, yeah. you know, UAE and England where yeah. it's a real, like, and given the, the weather that we're having on, particularly on the Eastern seaboard with rain and it's overcast, yeah. there is a real spot for players that bowl that sort of nippy 130, swinging at a tiny bit, nipping away. It's, it's a bit more dangerous than it would be on, you know, a highway in the UAE, right? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think guys like, yeah, I think guys like Ashdeep are going to be fine. I, I think you're right. It's probably not as strong as it should be, the Indian bowling attack. Mm. And there's still things to work on. Like, I think Aksar had an absolute stinker of a game, like one yeah, over yeah, for yeah. 21, I think. And, yeah, you know, that's right. came in at five and ran himself out. Um, yeah. like, <laughs> there's stuff there. That, that was an interesting provide. tactic as well. We could talk yeah. about that after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, he didn't have a great game. And I always wonder, Ashwin, you know, Ashwin always seems to have doubters. I'm kind of sort of 50-50 on the fence with where he sits. But yeah, there's plenty of good in that bowling attack. But yeah, there's probably better ones in the tournament. Do you you think India's batting is what's going to carry them through the tournament? Or do you think they'll they'll come a point where India will bowl out another team for like under 100 or under 120? I think it's probably batting that's going to carry them, right? And I mean, and and, and why not? I I think probably they went in a batsman light last Mm. night, to be Mm -hmm. honest. I mean... Mm -hmm. Like, Axar would have traditionally come in at, I think, six or seven yeah. um, if he hadn't come in early. and yeah. Or even if that's Ashwin at seven, that's really... That's one light, I think. Mm. Yep. So, you know, and you've got a guy like Pant sitting on the sidelines who can't get a game. Deepak Huda is also on the sidelines, can't get a game. Yeah, wow. Well. And that's, like, you know, that's all well and good that these guys can't get a game because you've still got Coley making runs. I know Sky didn't make any runs last night, but, you know, he's still there. They probably need mm. a bit more from Sharma and Rahul at the moment, but, you yeah. know, the batting lineup is as strong as... 
any going around. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. But look, a fantastic game for India. Uh, we wish them all the best on their World Cup campaign. Do, do, very... do, do you? Unless sure? they unless they come against yeah, Sri Lanka, in which case uh, I'm I'm jumping ship in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with Hassan on that one for once. Um, <laughs> that's, that's fair. For that's fair. I'm kidding. Oh, but, but, hey, uh, but let's hope it comes uh, to that, you know, because yeah. that, that means they we both progress, right? Yeah, true. That'd be a cracking game. That'd be pretty. That'd be an awesome game. But look, uh, moving on. Um, yeah, so well done to India, and uh, let's see how the campaign continues. I want to talk about Australia for a little bit now, guys. Um, so Hazid and I earlier discussed uh, Australia's game against New Zealand and how the New Zealand's uh, sprung a, a real uh, surprise on Australia and absolutely demolished them. Um, Sanjeet, you know, you, you, you're, a, you're a big follower of Australian cricket and uh, you probably follow the Sheffield Shield and all kinds of the domestic cricket uh, you know, quite, quite closely. There was a lot of talk about Australia being one of the teams to beat in the tournament and now this uh, examination from New Zealand has shown otherwise. What are your thoughts on Australia's ability to defend their World Cup title now? I, I don't want to write them off, right? And mm. I you mentioned it as well. Like, I just don't... I didn't see them as favourites coming in. I know they're at home, but... Yeah. Like, it's just... It's not all clicking at the moment, right? Like, Finch is still... Like, I mean, yes, Finch does have a generally good record in 2020. That hasn't fallen away as it did in one day. But, you know, he's kind of a bit out of form. Maxwell is struggling for runs. Stoyness isn't really clicking... Tim David is either kind of giving you a 50 off 20 or nothing. There's nothing in between. And I know that's why he plays, but we, we, we kind of need a bit mm. more consistency. And then it's it's just kind of not all clicking. So um, I don't know if they're... They're going to struggle, especially after getting flogged by New Zealand. They actually... I think what Australia needs now... Like Stoinis actually came out today or yesterday and said, you know, it's probably already a bit out of our hands. They need to win every game. Did say this. that? Yeah, he said that's kind of the situation that they're in. Like, cool. not out... Like, they still got to win, but... The reality is that they kind of need to win every game now, and I think they are, they probably need New Zealand to win every game because that means England drop one, yeah. and Australia only drop one, um, and that means sorry England will drop two because they'll lose to Australia as well. So I think that'd mean that New Zealand finish first, Australia finish second in the group. But I, I think that's going to be pretty hard. It's England are pretty tough to beat, and what mm, Sri Lanka Sri Lanka are not easy beats either. It's not like you've got. The only gimme win is maybe Ireland, right? And I, I don't even know if that's it. You'd who hope. knows? You'd <laughs> hope, so. right? Yeah. No, definitely. I definitely think England. England's probably going to be a massive struggle. I'm, I'm super keen to see uh, Australia versus Sri Lanka. Like they, I think they've come out and said that they're going to make a massive change. Quite rightly so, but I Australia wonder has. what that change will be. Yeah, Australia has. Yep. Um, they said they're going to make a few changes. Um, I do wonder what they have left in the tank. Um, one might think that Cameron Green mm. might get a game. Yeah. But you know, obviously, it just comes down to the to their batting, really, because they've they've picked their best bowlers. I'd say there's not really anyone that's missing out. Mm. Um, you know, maybe maybe uh, Richardson, um, but like you know, there's nothing wrong with the bowling lineup. It's just the batting is just everyone's just moving positions and no one's yeah. consistent. You know, and it, it you know, Davy Warner. Yeah. You know, I've, I've backed him for to score the most yeah. runs. I think in the, in for the Australian side because he's like a big game player. He's a big tournament player. He loves yeah. the atmosphere. He mm. loves scoring mm. in front of like big crowds and on TV. And but um, I don't know if he can do it alone. That's the thing. And uh, yeah, you need some mates. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you, uh, Sanjay? I was going to ask. What are you, What are your thoughts on Tim David now? Because Hasid reckons he's a little bit overhyped. I mean, Hasid, you know. I'd I'd like to know your thoughts as well on, on Tim David. There was a lot of there was a lot of commotion about Tim David, but where is this youngster at now? 
um, given his you know, current performances. He he made a duck yeah, against the West I mean, Indies as well. From when... what I've seen, right, like like you can't deny the guy can hit a ball, right? He can absolutely hit bombs, and I mean he's made it. Yeah. He's like the he's the new generation, yeah. right? No cricket Australia contract. He's just a freelancer that's come mm. from all around the world and got into the Aussie side, right? So he can definitely play. I just think that you need to have a bit more. Mm-hmm. game sense and again well and good for me to sit here and say this I got caught on the fence seven times last season in suburban cricket but <laughs> like the, th- the three times I've, I've seen recently right he'll, he'll might, he might hit a six over mid wicket then he'll try it exactly the same ball the next one and get caught or second ball you know you mentioned a duck right that's exactly what happened he gets caught on the fence and it's just you know give yourself a couple of balls you don't need to hit a six first ball like it's not like you just, I think you just need to think a bit more, right? Like there's, there's a bit of game sense that needs to go in, and maybe that maturity comes with playing for Australia a bit more. Because I can tell you, it's obviously different from playing. You know, he's born in Singapore, so he's played Singapore. a few, twi- yeah, he's ba- played a few T Twenty Is for Singapore, um, and he's yeah. played in the hundred and things like that. But the pressure cooker of a World Cup, yeah. you just need to, just need to think a tiny bit more. Just, re- you don't need to go from ball yeah. one. Yeah. I, I actually likened him to uh, yeah. to right. Tisra Pereira just before because I feel like he's in the same boat. Just like a big hunk mm. of meat with uh, <laughs> yeah. most of the meat like from the neck down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like not really taking the game situation into account at all. And I mean, you're right. He, he's playing in a very, very pivotal batting position as well. He's not coming in at eight. He doesn't mm. offer much with the ball, right? So it, there, is a, there is a lot of responsibility, especially if you're coming in front of Matthew Wade. You know what I mean? This is why I think the batting lineup needs to change. Like, you just need to put a bit more value on your wicket, like. Uh, and the thing is, like, it's a bit dangerous coming up uh, into like international sides, having played in like um, Singapore and these these little these tour- I'm not, I don't want to say little, but these T Twenty tournaments because, you know, the limelight's on big sixes and things like that. You know, that's what he's uh, he's obviously been picked for because those big sixes have been cited. I do find it interesting that Ricky Ponting actually mm-hmm. backed him as well. Um, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I think, like, I think, I think he does have. Ta- like, I mean, Ponting's probably seen a bit of him at Hobart as well. But I think exactly mm-hmm. what you said, Hasith, right? Like, he's in an important position. I think someone in the hierarchy needs to say to him, like, say exactly that to him, like, back yourself. But you have a really important job. Your job isn't to just swing out of your ass. It's like play sensible cricket, play to the best of your ability. And are you really doing that by just you know bombing it down long off or mid wickets throat second ball, right? You got so much talent. Give yourself the best chance to 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 take Australia deep into games. Yeah, just a bit of game match awareness is probably what's missing. I mean, let's let's take a look at Australia's journey through the World Cup. So they're playing Sri Lanka on Tuesday night. Well, at the time of this podcast, they'll be playing on Tuesday night, and then they're playing yeah. England on Friday night, and then next Monday it's Ireland, Ireland and Afghanistan. So, I mean, look. <laughs> As a Sri Lanka fan, I, I do believe uh, Sri Lanka will give Australia a bit of a, a bit of a fight, a bit of a scare. You know, Hasith, what, what do you reckon? Do you, do you reckon Sri Lanka's got, got can defeat the Australians, given that they've recently tasted a bit of success? Yeah, I think um, Sri Lanka are very, very obviously very hot and cold team. Um, if they click, they can beat anyone anywhere. I think we've seen that. Mm. Uh, what well, you know, I think we're playing at Perth tomorrow, so mm. uh, it will be interesting. It depends. Mm. Obviously, we don't have Chamira in the side. And he's probably I would I rate him more than Lahiru to be honest. Like so, Kumar is quicker. He's, we've seen him bowl quicker than Chamira has, but the Aussies love the pace, right? So it depends how they take to him, and it also depends yeah. how I guess sort of um, our spinners go. So my prediction is if we uh, if we yeah. post or if we post, yeah. we're probably gonna have to score. I would say at least one sixty five. If we chase, I think we yeah. can chase anything. Well, like we can probably chase like one seventy five on a good day. I reckon. Um, 
But I think, to be honest, I mm-hmm. think we'll find out if Australia are going through come Friday. They need to win tomorrow and they need to at least, like if they're yeah. going to lose to England, they've got to lose by a small margin. Actually, do you know what? Their net run is absolutely rubbish. Yeah, they're going to have to beat England. I'm not yeah, going to lie. They, they, they can't have a think loss. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, that's right. Loss. We'll find out on Friday. <laughs> what would you uh, What would you do? Random question. If, say, Australia loses to Sri Lanka, so they're done, does, do you, you keep going with Finch? Does he deserve to, to send off? Or what do you what do? You do? Wow, good question. Hasid, I'll let you answer that one. I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> no, I think so. I mean, you, you backed him for a reason. Um, you know, it's it's kind of gutless to, to kick yeah. him out after you've been pretty essentially knocked out of the, mm. the tournament. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to drop him, he shouldn't have played this tournament because he, he wasn't, mm. like, in my opinion, he wasn't really in hot, red-hot form anyway. Who would you have replaced him with beforehand? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I really... Probably Cam Green. Cam right? Green, but I, I rate Opening? Travis Head. I don't know what he's doing. But he has a really good record um, playing for Australia in the top order as well. I really like the way that he bats. I think he's quite similar to Matthew Wade in, in the greediness that he plays. He has like a bit of a different yeah. sort of uh, technique as well, um, which is hard to get out, I feel. And, um, but I would, yeah, I mean, it's too late now. I, w- I would definitely keep him in. Yeah, just yeah. a question. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, Nuan? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, look, uh, it's like captain of a sinking ship mm. kind of situation. Um, you know, I don't, I don't. I don't mind seeing Finch uh, carry out the rest of these games. I mean, you know, to to get a you know to get a few fun runs against Afghanistan and Ireland would be would be quite nice to see, <laughs> um, you know. But yeah, look, it is unfortunate. I, I it's really weird because a lot of Australian commentators and obviously the, their home team are very supportive of the Australian team, and there's a lot of like you know, oh Australia's good enough to defend this, but you know Maxwell's not firing, um, you know. Uh, Matthew Wade's been a bit of all sorts. Marcus Stoinis is not really at, good. at full strength. At full strength, they probably are good enough to defend it, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the oh, you know, definitely. Hasid's a big fan of, of Maxwell as well. Um, I just don't see Maxwell doing much in this tournament. What about you, Sanjit? I mean, does he does he deserve to still be in this team? Like, I don't know. Like, I just he's just not doing anything. I'd have him in my side every day of the week, just purely on what he could do. Um, I think he's got yeah. enough credits in the bank. Mm. Um. I think he's another one that probably just needs to give himself a bit of time when he's right. yeah. like, I, I don't even know. It's, yeah. it's really funny because I, I don't necessarily know that he's out of form as such, right? Because 2020 cricket's so fast. Like you could be hitting the ball as well as you ever have, but you're not giving yourself a chance to actually make runs in the middle. And I think sometimes when he just swings like second or third, like he was hitting reverse, like in that game against New Zealand, right? He was switch hitting like five times and he nailed like four of them, right? Like, yeah, he eventually got out. I think he made 20 something, but I think, I don't think he's out of form. I, I just think he's finding ways to, to get out. So I'd, I'd definitely keep him in the side. I mean, it's just one of the thing that really frustrates me about Maxwell is that he's always a very like, oh, he, you never know when he's going to perform. You know, he could happen. It could happen today. It could happen tomorrow. Like, how long is Australia going to rely on this sort of like you know uh, ambiguity? You know, you want a bloke that okay. You don't, you, he doesn't have to get fifties every game, but you know you're going to get something out of him. You know what I mean? And what frustrates me about Maxwell is that for so long he's always been considered this like really talented player. He's got so much potential, and it comes off maybe like like one every six or seven odd matches. Like it's it's just so frustrating. Like I I mean. I want him to do well. When he comes, though, he, he he makes up for all the games, I feel like. He's the type of bloke that, like, honestly, if, if he batted, like, you know, say 15 overs, mm. yeah, he would have done exactly what Finn did and then some, you know? I think okay. Finn hit 42 off 16. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be surprised if Maxwell hit, like, a 70 off, like, 31 balls or something. That's, you know what I mean? That's He's just that what he kind does. of guy. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone else did it, you'd be like, oh, my God, what a knock. But you'd be like, Maxwell, like, yeah. 
Maxwell is just doing Maxwell things. You know what I mean? But and you need that kind of player in T Twenty because you get in situations like Australia were, mm. and you need someone to actually just go put the whole team on his back and score all the runs. And Maxwell is like, there really isn't anyone else in the Australian side that I think that comes to my head yeah. that can do something that Maxwell can do. But, right. But, so but you need to have that mm. just last roll of the dice. But here's the conundrum: like, like how long are we gonna mm. let Australia suffer like this? waiting for Maxwell to fire. You know what I mean? Like, his last scores... You're talking like Maxwell's the only reason why they're losing games. And this is the <laughs> What about every other player that's not performing? Yeah, there's... there's, yeah. there's yeah, there's bigger problems. Yeah, there's bigger problems, I think. Okay, but like, you know, Tim David, Maxwell, these kind of guys, they're in the team for a reason, right? They're explosive hitters. And, uh, you know, the explosions are not coming. That's... And... and- and and that's that's well that's where the debate about Steve Smith comes in yeah. right? because Australia's 2020 team is currently geared up to make literally make 280 mm. or make mm. 50 yeah. right and that's when if you've got a Steve Smith when we're three for for not many mm. and he can you know yeah. make, like if you go back to last year's World Cup I think the first game was against South Africa and Australia was genuinely like three for ten yeah. um, and he made like a really like like a grim 40 off 30 or like yeah. he basically got him to like 120 something competitive mm. and Australia actually won that game right and then mm. obviously went on to win the tournament mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. stuff like that where the like the New Zealand thumping shows us the value of Steve Smith in the 2020 yeah. side but you know yeah. in another game yeah. where we make 250 he's not in my best 11 i don't think he is but yeah. it's the balance of we've currently got a, a, an attack desi- a batting lineup designed for all that attack and whether that's the mm. right answer I, I i don't know yeah yeah no, look, really, really good, really good thoughts. Um, you know, we could, it's just, it's just one of those things. T20 yeah. is just such a lottery. You know, I guess I want to also touch on a, a really sad topic in cricket, and that is the West Indies, who have unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> been bundled out. I, I had no idea where you're going with that, one. I was like, what did yeah, you? I thought you were going to tell me someone died. I was no, like, what? of course Did not. I miss it? Well, I mean, it's kind of similar. Isn't yeah, it? I was like, um, is someone passed away? Like, what's going Sanjo, on? What's happened to the Windies? Uh, you and I both love West Indies cricket. What, what, what What's happened? What's going on? Oh, man, I just, I don't know. There's so much, there's so much, so many administration bungles going on. There's, there's just so much, there's a big talent drain. There's a little lack of discipline. And I think Ponting called it, Ponting said it was a disgrace that I didn't make it through. And I think it's, that's probably right. Like, like he was pretty yeah. harsh on him. And I think yeah. that's right. Like you just, yeah. it, it is really sad because there's guys there that, you know, mm. like Nick, Nick, Nichols poor and, um, Jason Holder, like there's so many good, really mm. talented cricketers in in there that just like kind of wasted now. Like that's the whole World Cup gone. Right. It's it, it it does it does look very weird um, seeing that Super Twelve phase and there's no West Indies. It really it really does make me sad. I mean, what happens from here? Really, like you know, do, is this going to be a massive overhaul? I mean, is it gonna you know are we gonna see West Indies further marginalised by the ICC? It's a really sad state of affairs, I think. Probably, right? Like, I mean, that's the way cricket's mm. going. I think it's England, Australia, and India yeah. make up 90% of world revenue in cricket. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. South Africa... And, yeah. and it's a separate point, but test cricket for these, like, West Indies, even South Africa to a degree, New Zealand, like, they're not mm. playing enough tests because there's no money in it, yeah. right? And it's just going to keep happening yeah. until... Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the until is. Yes. Yeah. Where are we going? I don't know. This is a... <laughs> you're taking us down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but look... Uh, yeah. Typical nuance. <laughs> <laughs> but look, uh, look on that note, um, we could chat all day, uh, gents, but we've, uh, we've almost run out of time. So Sanj, I'm just having a look at India's uh, campaign here. So they're playing the Netherlands on, on Thursday night, uh, South Africa on Sunday night, which should be a good game. Uh, Bangladesh and then Bangladesh and Zimbabwe. So oh, yeah. you gotta you got you gotta admit India are pretty strong contenders for semi finalists here. What are you, what are your thoughts with uh, with Kohli leading the way? Yeah, it's a. I feel like it's a much nicer group. 
Yeah. I feel like it's a much nicer group yeah. than the other one, to be honest. Yeah. Like Pakistan are the, the big, the big, like the big threat yep. in that group. And yeah, like, yeah, they beat them. I don't necessarily mean that if they face them again, they'll, they'll well win for sure. Yep. But I mean, they've gotten probably the most difficult win out That's of the right. way. Yeah. Oh, what about so, what about South Africa though? South Africa are always one of those teams, you know. Yeah. A bit of, a bit of yeah, David. The, yeah, which which yeah, which South Africa you're gonna yeah, get? Yeah, you're getting though, the right? South Africa, or are you getting the <laughs> the Riley Rousseau? <laughs> which one is it? Riley Rousseau. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> but look, um, but no, this has been fantastic, gents, and uh, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, this concludes uh, episode three, season two of In the Salmon. Uh, Sanjay, thank you so much once again for joining us and. Uh, having a chat um, really really do appreciate it no problem yep. and uh, yeah hope you, hope you had a lot of fun uh, being with us on In The Salmon definitely go India go Australia go <laughs> India <laughs> and yeah you, and no look, one cut that out yeah you better cut that out when you make that edit 100% 100% but uh, look Hasit also thank you for coming down thank you for coming down as well I know you're very dedicated to the gym and uh, it is great to see you <laughs> join us on another episode as well so um, yeah, from all of us here at In The Salmon and to all our listeners, um, obviously our episodes are a little bit delayed when we upload them. So obviously at the time of this podcast, uh, India, uh, Netherlands is coming up and Sri Lanka Australia is about to come up as well. So just letting you know about that. But yeah, from all of us here, it's uh, goodbye and good night. See you guys. It's been a pleasure.